everyone. Welcome to episode 196, Helicopter Parenting. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. So when you hear the term helicopter parenting, don't you love that way I just jump right in? It's like, boom, let's go. You, I know you all are short on time. I know you're on your run right now. I know you're emptying the dishwasher. I know you're on your way to work. I know you're out for your walk. I'm trying to think of other things you might be doing. You might be on the treadmill, which I call the dreadmill, which people who run on the treadmill, I give you so, you should get like double points. If you run three miles, it should count as six because running on the treadmill is so hard. I think walking on the treadmill is a little bit easier because I like to do the, the incline, but running on the treadmill, OMG, that is like, are you kidding me? I've done it but I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So helicopter parenting, when you think about helicopter parenting, you think of the term that we see all the time about a parent who is always on top of their child and they don't want them to feel tricky or negative emotions. So they try to save them for all the things. And they that's where like a, a lot of emotional incest happens where they need their kids to be happy, kind, and confident at all times so they can feel like they're doing a good job as a parent. And then they actually use their child as a pawn so they can feel like a good parent. I've done it. I did it. I got the t-shirt. And it ain't worth it because it puts a lot of pressure on the kids and they don't know any difference. So they just take that pressure and then they just try to be the little puppet that we want them to be. Now, when you take that, you cut the strings and you're not their puppet. So they're not your puppet, so to speak. Then you can enjoy your child and accept the as is of all the 50-50 of your child. So helicopter parenting isn't really what I'm talking about in this episode. We've all been a helicopter parent. We've all seen helicopter parenting. So we know what that is. This is a little bit different. This is a strat. You know, I like to teach strats. I've been teaching a lot of concepts of the intangible. This is very tangible. Well, kind of not really, but I think it might help you. When I just became a conscious parent, it was very hard for me in the moment to detach my ego. That is the hardest part of all of this because I would know what to do. I would read the books. I would hear the seminars. I would hear podcasts like this and I would know what to do. But then when the, when the rubber met the road, I flailed like a train falling off the track. So how was it that I knew what to do, but then when in the moment, in the heat of the moment, I would just lose my cool, not show up the way I wanted, even though I promised myself over and over that I would. So one thing that really helped me to not do that all the time. I still do it, but remember, we shoot for B minus. One thing that really helped me is pretending, this is gonna sound so silly, but here I go. We're at almost 200 episodes. If you're still listening, you still like something about me. So if you need to shut it off after you hear this, I don't blame you, because I can't believe I'm about to say this. I pretended like I was on the Jetsons. <laughs> and the Jetsons, for those of you who don't know, who are not older than dirt like me, was an old cartoon where they would fly to work and they would f like go in these little helicopters 
or little planes and Rosie the maid and she would like stay home and clean while George went off to George, George, George and the Jetsons. Oh my gosh. I don't even know their names, but they would fly to work. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So when I was learning how to be conscious and I'm still always learning it's the journey to destination. I don't use this as much, but I did a lot in the beginning when I was trying so hard to apply what I was learning. Cause it was like, I was going to a golf coach and he was teaching me how to hit in the classroom. And then I would go to on the job experience and go to the driving range and I would whiff, 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 whiff. So I tried to, it's not that I wasn't listening in the classroom, but the best way you're going to learn any job, any new training, any new skill is on the job training. OTJ baby. I mean, I went to school, I felt like I was going to school and then going to school and going to school for education, elementary, then counseling. And it was like, they would teach me all these concepts. And I was like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And then I get in the classroom of like, I am a dinosaur. I didn't know what to say. I was so tongue tied because all of those things weren't transferring over. So this is completely normal when you're learning something new. Learn in the classroom is one thing, but on-the-job training is where you get all of your learning. You have to do both, obviously, and that's why I hope you listen to this podcast, but so many of you I hear from, and, and I feel this way too, I learn a concept and then it goes to apply it, and the application is just redonkulous. It's like I learn an art skill, and then I go to the canvas, and it looks like a three-year-old did it, and that's okay. You're still showing up. So helicopter parenting is when you're in the moment. I want you to pretend that you're going to hop in your George Jetson helicopter and you're going to fly above and you're like that fly on the wall and you're watching your life from the outside in. You're still in your four walls, but you're in your helicopter above you. This is where consciousness comes in and helps so much because in that helicopter is where you're going to find your consciousness. You're still going to be in the mix and in the struggle and in the ring with, so to speak, with your kids. But practicing this going up in the helicopter gives you kind of like an overview of what your kids are seeing, what you're seeing within yourself with your child. I said this was a strap, but the more I'm saying it out loud, it sounds so esoteric and it sounds so intangible. So I hope it's not coming across that way to hop in your George Jetson helicopter. And it doesn't have to be a helicopter. It can be a spaceship. One thing that helped me also was I pretended like I was on a reality TV show and I pretended like there was movie cameras and there was a sound studio in my house and all the time the cameras were going. And that was consciousness because I was thinking about what other people were thinking about me. And so me thinking about what other people were thinking about me helped me to show up more conscious because a lot of times we'll show up for someone else more than we'll show up for ourselves. So the helicopter concept is kind of like the same reality TV show concept. So use whichever one that you like or a combination of both. When I was doing the day-to-day and the hour-by-hour, the reality TV cameras really helped me. That's what helped me create consciousness and still does to this day. But in the moment when when the rubber met the road and they were flipping out about something very small, because they can, they can, when they're younger, they can go from zero to 100 like that. When they're older, there's a little bit of area where they go from zero to 100 and it takes a little bit longer to get to that speed. But the younger they are, the faster they're going to get there. And that is okay. That's completely normal. What you're going to teach them is strats over time. And then it's going to be slower to get to 100, but it's still going to get to 100 and that's okay. What happens over time is the, I like to call them tantrums because everyone can relate what a tantrum is, but it doesn't have to be a 
toddler having it. A teen can have a tantrum. We have tantrums. We have adult versions of tantrums. I know I do. Do you? I'm waiting for an answer. Of course you do, because you're a human. And I do, because I'm a human. And we're shooting for B minus. And so the, the video cameras help me on the, uh, the day-to-day and the hour-by-hour. Hour. What would I do if I had millions watching? That's me getting consciousness, not caring what other people think, but I am behind the movie screens. I am behind the camera. My kids are behind the camera. What are they seeing? What am I seeing within myself? How am I showing up? What's my energy? What's my body language? How do, what's my physical appearance? And it's okay to be in the hot mess express, but you don't want to live there unless you want to live there. That's why you get to look through the camera and see it from another angle. And then you get to make those choices from consciousness. And when you're in the helicopter is when you hop in the helicopter as soon as the tantrum begins. And the tantrum can look like yelling, screaming, plowing, sulking. It's just a big emotion that is happening and you don't know what to do about it. So going in your helicopter is kind of like a safe spot. And then that's where you're able to get some breath and some space in between you and what's happening because there's a lot of time you want to create between their action and your reaction. And in that helicopter, you can create more space and time and see yourself from the outside in versus knee-jerk reaction. And seeing in that space between your action and your reaction is where all of the goodness is. That's where all the learning comes from because the more that you can slow it down, the more that you can hear your thinking between their action and your reaction. And you can have that type of dialogue with yourself, like what was going on for you? When that reaction doesn't fit the crime, so to speak, that's when you wanna get super curious and not so furious. It might happen later where you get curious, but instead of always blaming the child or the spouse, you just wanna get curious of like, huh, I wonder what was going on for me, why that created such big emotions. Not from a place of shame and guilt and beating yourself up, but from a place of extreme curiosity, self-compassion, empathy, and that's when you're able to unwind and untether the wounded inner child into your big reactions and see your child as, as a child having a human experience versus a child telling you that you're a bad parent because of XYZ. Remember, your children came through you, not from you. They are a reflection of something much bigger. They are not a reflection of you. This is very hard to do, but it's also where you're going to get your more freedom. And that goes when they get all the accolades. And that was because they get the honor roll. That's not a reflection. You didn't show up for school. They got the honor roll. When they got the home run, that's, that's on them. That's not a reflection of you. You drove them to practice, yeah, but you're happy for them, not happy for yourself. So when you can see it on the happy moments, you can do the same thing during the sad or disappointing moments. I hope this podcast normalizes for you the 50-50. For my kids, your kids, for yourself, for me. Because it takes the shame and stigma away that we always have to be happy, kind, and confident. When you take that pressure off yourself, you take that pressure off your child, you hop in your little helicopter, and then you show up in the way that you're meant to show up versus the way that your ego is showing up. You create space and time, and that allows you to have space and time to reflect on why the reaction is so big. Does it come from a need for control? Because you didn't have control when you were younger. Does it come a need from lack? Because you never felt good enough. Does it come from a need of suppressed emotions at work, and now they're the dog to kick? Again, all of this is completely normal. When you know better, you do better. And then you can detach the ego, hop in your helicopter, watch from above and watch with grace and compassion and cheer on 
yourself versus beating yourself up when you're in the ring, whether the moments are happy, sad, or right in the middle. You can have those video cameras on, know that your kids are watching behind the video cameras and millions aren't watching, but their little hearts are. And that is more important than any million viewers that you could ever have. So hop in your helicopter, step behind your video cameras, start recording and seeing what they're seeing, and then show up with the way that you want to show up to create that inner pride for your future self, past self, and your present self. And then you're going to have more harmony in the home. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.